Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass and this is the behavior edition of the show. And so if you have a question or maybe even a comment or something you would like to share, you are very welcome to call in today and I'd love to talk to you. If you want to do that, all the lines are open at 860-522-WTIC. And as always, if you would like to talk to me, but you can't get to the phone or maybe you don't really want to be on the radio, (laughs) you can contact me off the air. And the best way to do that is to go to my website, which is laurifassdogtraining.com. You can get my email, you can get my phone number, and um, if I can help you through an email or phone call, or calling into the show, I'd love to be able to do that. And if I can't uh, solve the problem, I can at least steer you in the right direction or maybe even give you a different perspective about it. So again, you want to call in, that's all lines available, 860-522-WTIC. So anyway, this is uh, the last show before Halloween on Monday, and um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about pets wearing costumes, okay? So, I mean, I've, I've got to be honest here. My opinion is it's silly. I don't see the point in it. I don't find it all that entertaining. It's like, oh, yeah, might give me a grin. Uh, Full disclosure, I have some pictures of some of my pets with bunny ears and another one with reindeer horns, but they were wearing them for less than a minute to take a picture, and they looked cute. Uh, But, you know, getting getting all excited about your pet wearing a costume, I just – I'm just not on board with it. What can I tell you? Uh, I know some people are. I know some adults like to dress up and wear different costumes themselves, Um, different strokes for different folks, whatever. I mean, uh, I I guess it's neither here nor there. The more important thing is how do you think your pet's going to feel about it? 
So by and large, I would say, assuming you're not getting some crazy outlandish costume that's completely uncomfortable, most dogs probably don't care. They don't care if they're wearing a costume. They don't care if they're not wearing a costume. And most cats really don't want to have it. They don't want they don't want any of this silly stuff on them. And um you know, some will put up with it more than others. I remember years ago I was at a pet store that was running a Halloween costume contest for pets. And I'll never forget this woman that was in the main part of the store. She had a cat and she had this little trunk. And inside the trunk, it was like, you know, some kind of crazy looking wardrobe for her cat. And you know, I've got to admit some of the costumes were pretty intricate, very well made, very cute little costumes. But this cat, um, the cat was letting her do it. But it was pretty clear that this cat was not happy. He was hissing and yowling. And I mean, I didn't even know how she could bring herself to put this stuff on this poor animal. Clearly, he did not like it. Uh, but again, he was being very sweet. He was allowing her to do it. Um I suppose if he took it to the next level and gave her a good clawing, she might think twice about this. But, you know, I just have to to ask, if, if your animal doesn't like this, why are you doing it? I don't know. It seems kind of nutty. And then, um, you know, sometimes it, it has something to do with uh, what the people's reaction is. So, for example, uh, many years ago, someone gave me a little chihuahua that had been abandoned in a building. And um, she was less than five pounds when she was given to me. She was a little underweight. So, you know, she had to beef up from four and a half pounds to five pounds. And the people that found her, very nice family, they had a Springer Spaniel, uh, but she wasn't housebroken. They had no idea how to deal with that. And there was a problem with chickens. And normally a problem with dogs and chickens is that – the dog is killing or chasing or harassing the chickens. Well, in this case, the problem with the chickens was the chickens were chasing and harassing the dog. So I think it might have started out that uh, she was trying to chase them, but the turnaround was pretty quick, and they were afraid the chickens were going to hurt the little dog. So whatever the case may be, they gave her to me, and um, she was a little tiny, tiny black chihuahua. I named her Juanita. And she was a dog who never wanted me to put anything on her, like a coat. Even though it was freezing cold, she did not want to have it, any of that stuff. But what was interesting about her, and I don't really know her history. I mean, she was an adult dog when I got her, uh, was she really liked children. She liked little children. And um, no, not all dogs do, particularly little dogs don't always like children. But um, I remember... I had her with me at um, somebody's house who had uh, all these little – it was like a little party for little girls. And they were um, maybe like five. I'm going to say they were around five. And they had various little doll clothes and they wanted to put the doll clothes on the dog. Now, keep in mind this is a dog who doesn't want to wear a coat, doesn't like putting stuff on, but really likes children. So what ended up happening is she was so happy that they were happy because if you're a little girl dressing up a chihuahua, this is probably, you know, maybe if I was a little girl dressing up a chihuahua, I might have fun times too. But as an adult, I'm not so easily amused by that. Um, but she was uh, very cooperative. She was thrilled. She was 
happy as can be. So, you know, if you're really into putting your dog in a costume and your dog can tell that, uh, well, you know, it's possible that they might have a different attitude. Although, like I said, a lot of dogs, you know, pretty obviously are putting up objections to it and uh, don't want to go there. And if they don't, then don't do it. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to do it, don't do it either. I I remember years ago, I had been basically talked into walking somebody's dogs, which I don't normally do. That's not normally a service I provide. Not that I'm against walking dogs, but I train dogs. And so, you know, kind of I don't have time to do that. But these two particular dogs were dogs I had known from training. So I already knew who they were. And um, the woman that owned the dogs had been uh, – her work schedule had changed. So she was going to be working – 12 hours, sometimes 13 hour shifts. And she wanted her dogs who one was, they came from rescue. One looked like a purebred Rottweiler. The other looked like a Rotty mix of some sort. Anyway, she wanted me to walk her dogs because uh, they were reactive with other dogs on walks. And uh, she didn't trust just anybody to come in and walk the dogs. And and how that turned out is a whole nother story, which you know, maybe I'll get to later, depending on how much time we have in the show. But I'm bringing it up now because um, she had left me um, a note on this one particular day. I think it was actually Halloween Day. And there were hula skirts and there were, you know, the flower lays and And she wanted me to put these outfits on these Rottweilers and walk them around the neighborhood. (laughs) I was like, I, I, I said, no way. I'm not, I'm not doing that. That is like completely ridiculous. I, I, I would be embarrassed for myself and for the dogs. Now, would they have let me do it? I don't know, maybe. Um, but you know, I'm just sort of dumbfounded. You know, if you're a kid, yeah, I can kind of understand where you might think that's fun. Um, If she wants to do it, if she wanted to do it, okay, you know, knock yourself out. But, you know, no, I I had to draw the line there. I'm I'm not going there. Not going to dress up your Rottweilers and walk them around the neighborhood in a hula skirt. Not happening. Um, So another dog that I had met many years ago was a Doberman named Kuno. And Kuno was owned by an older couple who previously had owned a German shepherd who was extremely territorial, didn't let anybody in the house. And they liked that. That's what they wanted Kuno to be like. And Kuno was probably the biggest and the goofiest, friendliest Doberman I have ever met in my life. As a matter of fact, he was pretty close to the size of a Great Dane. I mean, he could walk by uh, counters in the kitchen and without even jumping up, just reach over and take uh, big knives out of the butcher block, which he would do, and then jump around the dining room table with this knife point in first like a crazy kangaroo and scare everybody half to death that he was going to hurt himself. Um, But anyway, um, the woman that owned him decided that she was going to make him – I guess it was supposed to be a coat. It kind of looked like a costume, but it basically was a black um, wraparound coat with a big stand-up collar, kind of you know reminiscent of like what a Count Dracula collar would be. And it was big black stand-up collar. And inside of the collar, it was lined with um, 
very deep red uh, silk satiny material, kind of sheeny looking. So it was it was very striking looking on this dog. Um, and you know, as I say, it was kind of a big doof ball. So I. You know, first thought would be put something like that on Kuno and he's going to rip it off and shred it around and, you know, stick it with one of the butcher knives. But um, when he had this uh, costume slash outfit, whatever, um, he was strutting around like he was the most magnificent beast that ever walked the planet. He loved this thing. As I said, he... That surprised me, but he he was so happy wearing this. So you know, I mean, okay, how are the how is your animal going to react? I don't know. Um, it would never have occurred to me that that would have been the reaction. So you know, if they had put him in that and brought him outside, he probably would have scared the bejesus out of a lot of people because people would just look at him because he was such a big, uh, impressive-looking animal. And most people don't read between the lines and see he's like, "Hey, hi, how you doing, folks?" Yeah, they just see this gigantic Doberman. And if he was this gigantic Doberman in a Dracula costume, I don't know what people would think. But he liked it. He did enjoy that. But anyway, I. I think we need to go to a break and we will be right back. Feel sad dogs in Halloween costumes. Sad dogs, we dress them up like humans, baby. Sad dogs in Halloween costumes. Sad dogs, sad dogs. Hello, welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. So, yeah, sad dogs and cats in Halloween costumes. Um, if you want to call in the show today, this is the Behavior Edition. You're listening to Lori Fass. I'm here until 2 o'clock, and the lines are open at 860-522-WTIC. And earlier I was just saying that um, – you know, if your pet doesn't want to be dressed up in a costume, leave them alone. Why, why are you doing this? It's silly. Um, but there are some that uh, actually do enjoy this and uh, some that if you are really into it, I was referring to my dog Juanita, my little chihuahua. Uh, she loved children. The children were dressing her up. They were thrilled. And she liked it because she knew they were happy doing this. Um, if I put the dress on her and looked at her like, oh, boy, I don't know what I'm doing here, I'm sure she would not have liked it one single bit. So, you know, I mean, if you're into it, they're into it. It's not some crazy outlandish thing. Oh, okay, go for it. They don't like it. Leave them alone. But, you know, some of the reactions that pets have to these things are very kind of unexpected. Um, many years ago, and I, I'm sure I talked about this on the air, but this was quite a while ago. Um, so I don't remember what the name of the dog was, but it, it, I think there was even a YouTube video about a bulldog who was a rescue and was extremely nervous and very insecure, uh, afraid of areas and surfaces and new people. And I'm not sure if they did this because it was Halloween or what motivated them to do this. But for whatever reason, they had a turtle costume and they put the turtle costume on the bulldog. So, again, I don't know if it was, well, it's Halloween, let's try this costume, or they were just, you know, one of these, let's dress up our dogs, or why would you put a turtle costume on a dog? I don't really know, but they did it. But the point is that what was very unusual and strange about this is when this dog was wearing the turtle costume, its personality completely changed for the better. 
the dog became more confident. It was relaxed. It felt uh, comfortable in new environments. It didn't seem to get as upset meeting new people. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's a little bit perplexing. I'm not, I'm not sure I could totally explain that. But if I had to come up with a theory on it, uh, it would be possibly uh, that it was similar to the concept of um, the thunder shirt. Uh, or the anxiety wrap, uh, which are both compression vests that you put on dogs who are anxious or nervous. And um, some people say they work very well. A lot of people say they don't do anything at all. But, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, if you wanted to try it, it certainly doesn't cause any harm. So I don't know if it was the compression of the turtle costume that was causing the, I mean, they would have had to have experimented. Well, let's try the anxiety vest or let's try a raccoon costume. I don't know. Um, so it could have been that. Uh, that would have been my first guess as to why putting a turtle costume on a bulldog would uh, make the dog be more relaxed and comfortable. Um, but the other possibility is that um, when the dog was wearing the turtle costume, uh, people's reaction to the dog was different. Um, if a dog is anxious and nervous and looks kind of weird or twitchy, people have a tendency to act a little strange themselves sometimes. And uh, if the dog had the turtle costume on, they might have been more lighthearted and, uh, oh, haha, isn't that great? Look at a cute dog. And that might have been enough. You know, that's a second part of the theory here. I remember many years ago, um, I was hired to work with a standard poodle who they called Poor Alex. And when I came to see Poor Alex, there he was hiding behind the chair, looking pretty pathetic. And they were, oh, Poor Alex. Everybody was Poor Alex. Oh, my God. And then they let their other dogs in. And as soon as their other dogs came in, Alex perked right up and uh, acted quite jolly and confident. And I asked uh, had Alex always been good with dogs, but not people? And I was surprised when they said, no, he used to be the same way with the dogs as he is with the people. And I asked, well, how did the dogs treat Alex? And they said, well, they were just like happy to see him and sideswiped him and put their paw on his head and bounced him around and acted like everything was great. And there was no problem. And he got over it, where all the people were walking around, oh, poor Alex, oh, look how sad he is, oh, my God. And so, you know, inadvertently, people were mirroring Alex's pathetic demeanor and making him even more pathetic. Uh, and that was really what we needed to fix, is they needed, not that they're going to act like they're their dogs, but jolly, and let's do this, and let's go, and everything's great, and come on, let's have some fun here, and you know, push the issue a little bit, not just let them hide behind the chair and looking pathetic. So, you know, why did the bulldog with the turtle costume all of a sudden come snap around? Was it the compression from the costume itself? I don't know, maybe. Was it that now that the dog's in a turtle costume, people aren't responding to the dog acting all pathetic, but instead are amused and jollied up by how funny that this dog looks in the turtle costume. I really don't know. I, I don't have any idea at all. I mean, it could be none of the above. It could be, you know, that the dog liked the turtle costume for some unknown reason that I will never know. And in fact, I will never know. But it's just, you know, trying to convey to people that how people, how people and 
dogs respond to being put in costumes varies from would you get this thing off of me immediately, which is what most cats are going to think, and a lot of dogs, or hey, I love this, like Kuno, the Doberman, he was in his glory with his little Dracula cape and the bulldog with the turtle costume. I couldn't have been happier. So, you know, use some discretion. But uh, I think we need to go to a break and probably wrap it up with the um, dog and cat costume stories. And we will be right back after the break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk and... Okay, I don't like dressing animals up in costumes, but I apparently do like listening to music uh, parodied with dog and cat sounds instead of voices. So (laughs) I guess each to our own. What can I say? Before the break, we were talking about putting animals in costumes, and I'm going to move on here. Uh, And what I wanted to move on to, which is kind of similar to the costume thing, is coats. And generally speaking, we don't put cats in coats because, you know, if they're cold, they can come in or, you know, provide some sort of shelter, which is a whole nother topic. But uh, one of my little dogs is older. Uh, She's a Pomeranian Chihuahua. And she has 
a coat that's very thick, uh, similar to like a husky. She has a very thick undercoat and she has an outer coat. So she doesn't have a chihuahua coat, but she also doesn't have a big puffy Pomeranian coat. But she also is um, kind of oddly shaped. <laughs> she has a very broad, deep chest um, compared to how long her back is. And so as she's gotten older, she does have a heart condition. Uh, she's a little more sensitive to uh, the cold than she might have been before. So there have been some nights where, you know, I could tell she was just more comfortable with, with something wearing something. So I had had just around the house because, you know, she doesn't have like a little trunk wardrobe of costumes and, and clothing like I was referring to earlier. I had like a little pullover fleecy, uh, kind of almost like a little fleece sweatshirt, but it's a pu- it pullover and it had like little short arms. Uh, I'd say it maybe went down her legs, maybe about two inches or something. And keep in mind, you know, this is maybe... 12, 15 pound dog. So anyway, what I wanted to say about the arms on this coat is that when she was moving her front legs, uh, I have to say the arms were not particularly comfortable. So, you know, in general, I think if you're getting some kind of a coat and it actually has some kind of arm part to it, uh, probably not the best fit, not the best idea. I almost took the arms and put a slit in them and kind of stitched it up so it would be open. But in the meantime, uh, I got something else. And the one, the kind of coats that I think are most easily fitted to a, to any dog are the kind that wrap around and have some kind of Velcro closure. And in some cases, the zipper closure is okay too. But the wraparound ones, uh, the Velcro ones happen to be particularly adjustable. So that having been said, you know, like I said, uh, in the past, she really didn't need this kind of stuff. So uh, I didn't really have stuff available and I wanted to get something online. And uh, I have to say in the past, I've gone to the store and bought dogs, coats or whatever and bring them home and they don't fit at all because what something looks like uh, on the hanger or whatever and on the dog, two different things completely. So what I did do is any coat that I could order had um, a measurement. Okay, if you if your dog measures such and so circumference around the chest, if your dog measured from their neck to their tail, this length, uh, it's this size or that size. And these sizes are not consistent. So, you know, if somebody says, oh, this is a size medium, something else, it could be a size small. So you really, ha- you can't just say, you know, oh, it's a medium, it's a small. You really have to look at how those particular things are sized. So I did order her two coats. One was sort of like a Burberry fleecy, uh, but had the Velcro measurement. And that fit her really well, but it also had a hood. And now, you know, dogs are pretty much not going to use hoods. So it's just some cute little add-in piece. But here was the problem with the hood. When she t- when she looked down and put her head on the ground, the hood flopped forward and the hood was big. And so now that the hood is flopped forward, it's over her eyes. Now, you know, she's an older dog. She doesn't want a hood over her eyes. If she was younger, well, if she was younger, she wouldn't even have the coat. But um, it, this kept happening. And it's like, well, this is pretty silly. So I 
considered the possibility of just cutting the hood off and then stitching around the edges. But what I did instead was I took the hood, pulled it back, and stitched it back onto the body of the coat. And so now it's just like this weird little decorative hood that isn't interfering with anything. But something as simple as a hood flopping up and going into your dog's face can really make your dog uncomfortable. And the fact of the matter is that there are dogs that are quite uncomfortable with the cold weather and they really should have a coat. I'm not saying every dog needs one. When she was younger, she sure didn't need one. Um, My German Shepherd, my Newfoundland, um, uh, the dog that I have, one of my dogs who's 90 pounds and he's, you know, part uh, a lot of different things, including St. Bernard and Tibetan Mastiff. He doesn't need a coat. He doesn't want a coat. Maybe if he gets old enough and he's fragile, well, maybe that might change. But if you want to get something that's going to fit properly, um, you know, you really want to try to make sure you size it correctly because it's very easy to misjudge. And you can't just go by large, small, extra large. So actually look at the size chart and actually measure your dog. And, you know, if you have the kind that just wrap around, you don't have to stick your dog's head in there and then pull the feet through and fiddle around and take all day getting this thing on your dog. So, you know, the the coats that are designed that way uh, are easier to fit. They're easier to get on and off. And the more doodaddy stuff it has on there, the hoods, the sleeves, the this, the that, that, you know, I mean, sometimes it's hard to not get stuff with that. And like I say, there's ways to modify it. But as the weather starts to get colder, you might really want to give some thought and consideration to is your dog comfortable or not? I think as we're transitioning out of, you know, pretty, I'm going to say unseasonably warm weather, um, people don't, you know, kind of forget. I think people forget for themselves too. They're dressing like it was two, three weeks ago and standing outside shaking. Oh, gee, I don't, why am I cold? Well, because you're dressed for 75 degree weather and it's 50 out. Maybe that might be why, I don't know. Uh, But, you know, people don't often think that maybe the dog really does need a coat. So very short haired dogs, um, very young dogs, although a lot of young dogs are pretty silly and they don't like something on them. But there are certain types of dogs, and and strangely enough, pit bulls, (laughs) they are sensitive to the cold weather and they really like coats, okay? They like warm, soft, squishy things and it sounds silly that a pit bull is going to like a coat, but they do. And, you know, other breeds with very short hair that are Great Danes, um, you know, that you can tell that they are uncomfortable. And so why subject your dog to some uncomfortableness from the weather? So, you know, obviously I have a completely different opinion about using a coat to keep your dog warm and comfortable than using a costume because we are entertained by how funny the animal looks. And, you know, I talked about that. You could make exceptions, and there are some times where animals think it's great. But uh, you you probably want to give some, you know, thought and consideration to if your animal is cold. I am often finding myself teaching a lesson, and I carry around with me not a trunk full, but I have like a little backpack with uh, different size dog coats. And I find myself when I'm teaching a lesson saying, you know, your dog is cold right now. And I remember uh, this was quite a few years ago. um, I was hired to help housebreak a Boston Terrier. And they were having a heck of a time getting this dog to pee and poo outside. And um, it was winter. 
And so we took the dog out and I said, your dog is cold. Your dog wants to go back in. It's cold. And getting the dog housebroken was, became much easier and very quickly accelerated the process just by putting a coat on the dog. You know, he was cold. And that was something that just didn't occur to them. So, you know, again, um, you know, not all dogs need or want this. I had a Newfoundland many, many years ago. And at that time, I also happened to live in Syracuse, New York. And not only did he not mind the cold, but he found the heat, the normal heat, I don't keep my thermostat up high in my house to be very uncomfortable. And he wanted to be in the screened in porch, which did not have glass. It wasn't enclosed. It was open air. And Syracuse is in the snow belt. It gets pretty gosh darn cold. He would cry to sit out on that porch. And that was what was comfortable for him. So a coat for him, that would have been torture. (laughs) So anyway, you've got to really look at the individual dog. But if you're going to get a coat, size it correctly. The wraparound kinds, those are much better. Read the size chart. Don't just you know, get one because you think it's cute. Try to have it be functional. Avoid hoods and sleeves as much as you can. And if your dog is cold, keep him warm. Get him a coat. Okay. So anyway, I think we need to go to a break and we will be right back. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. And uh, we're playing some Halloween-y Pet Cemetery music in honor of Halloween. And I was talking about the cold and costumes, and we have somebody who's calling. So we're going to talk to Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Just enjoying the sunshine. With my dogs. Do you have huskies? Um, no, but I do have a question about a husky, though. Okay. Okay. My neighbor has an eight-month-old husky. Mm-hmm. Leaves it outside all day and all night. How cold can a, a puppy husky take, you know, as far as the okay. coldness? Well, you know, um, I don't know what sort of shelter she has for the dog. Do you... um, just a wooden dog house with no, no front. Okay. Well, there should be bedding in there, straw or something like that for insulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might even, depending on what the shelter is, uh, might even be like a legal situation because there are rules about what can and cannot be allowed. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, as it gets cold, one of the problems is water because it will freeze. And Mm -hmm. I think recently there was legislation that was passed that said um, that you need to provide new fresh water several times a day. Um, So, you know, if people just put some water out there and just leave it, uh, it will either get knocked over or frozen. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, as far as a husky adjusting to the temperatures – An animal that spends all day outside will develop a much thicker coat 
than an animal that's an inside dog, even a husky. So if your husky is an inside dog, and then one day you decide to leave him outside on the coldest day of the year, he might not be terrifically comfortable. An animal that's left outside as the weather progresses and gets colder will develop quite a thick coat. Um, so, okay. you know, the coldness feature, you know, Connecticut isn't really that cold. You know, we get a couple of very cold days, but it's never that cold. Um, I would be myself more concerned with the social isolation if the mm-hmm. dog is out there by themselves um, mm-hmm. and lack of interaction, lack of, mm-hmm. you know, you know, entertainment. I mean, it's pretty gosh darn boring to be locked mm-hmm. up all day long. Uh, I'm more right, worried right. about that than I'm worried about that he's going to get cold. Right. So, okay. but I don't know it what is, you can do about it. Right. That's it. I can't wear neighbors. <laughs> I can't yeah. do much. Well, you know? does, um, do you <clears throat> see that they take him out of the uh, yard and walk him around or play with him or do anything? Um, they have the collar on it. So the, the, the boundary collar. Oh. And when they come home, they let it just run around the yard a bit. But Okay, know, so it, it has kind of minimal one. attention. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Okay. It escaped one time, and I have dogs, and I let it into my yard because it's fenced in, and uh-huh. oh, we had a heck of a time for three hours. What, catching him within the yard, you mean? Cause oh, he's, my, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we were playing for like three hours. We had a, we had a really good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I got to be honest with you. If they're keeping this dog outside all day long and they're not training him and they're not socializing him and they're not doing stuff with him, huskies are pretty smart and they're easily bored and they're very good escape artists. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably he's going to, is it a he or a she? I'm saying he. They have a collar that Okay, well, you know what? Uh, if a husky wants to get out of something, uh, they may get out of it. So they're, yeah. they, my prediction is that long-term they're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to so, I just feel bad, you know. Yeah, I don't blame you. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm not that worried about a dog being cold. cold. I'm more no worried about, about okay. uh, the other stuff is just the mm-hmm. negligence of attention and, mm-hmm. um, you know, adequate water uh you know if you see that the dog is you know if you're right next door and you can see that this dog is not getting you know water is frozen or knocked over all the time you know if you're close enough i guess you can give the dog some water but yeah it's very Uh, heartbreaking to see people uh, take care of animals in a way that you know you or i would not do but unfortunately uh short of going and stealing their dog there's uh, there's probably yeah, not a lot you could do about it and i don't want to yeah. be on record as saying that i said that but i know no, people no, have no, done no, that no. people have done yeah. that so yeah oh no i would never i would never yeah so yeah then you'd have, have another then you'd be calling law talk and <laughs> having I a conversation know. about that <laughs> But if it's if it's question. really bad and the dog is uh-huh. clearly being neglected, yeah. there are legal yeah. repercussions. They can be warned. Yeah. Hey, you can't do that. Yeah. So no, I don't think it's been neglected or anything. But it's okay. just I worried about the cold. Nah, I, you know, the, the, I don't think the dog's going to get cold. I really don't. Okay. Uh, what I would worry about is if the dog got wet, and then it was really cold. Because that can mm-hmm. make the dog very uncomfortable. But yeah. as long as it has some place to be dry, um, mm-hmm. I think that is not my big concern here. Okay. okay. All right. I have one more question. Yep. Okay. All right. My youngest dog is eight years old. Uh-huh. I want to introduce another dog, or would it be... I want to get another dog, a puppy. What kind of dog is your eight-year-old dog? Um, a Havanese. A Havanese? Has your mm-hmm. eight-year-old dog had other dog friends in the past? 
Yeah, she's got two older sisters. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's got a Yorkie Bichon, a Maltese Bichon. Okay, and so your do- your Havanese is okay, likes other dogs, uh, no problem with other dogs. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, no. Well, okay. I used to have a Shih Tzu. But okay. She died of kidney disease at three years old. Oh, that's awful. It was a genetic thing. Okay, and so my 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 Havanese would take care of it, mm-hmm. would mother it. Yeah. And that was last January we had to put her down. Aww. And I'd love to get another one. Okay. Well, so you know, your Havanese probably remembers your other Shih Tzu. Uh-huh. And if you got another one, it might even spark some memories. I know dogs that recognize certain types of dogs. And they remember, really? oh, you know, I used to have a little West Highland White Terrier friend, and this one looks like that one, and I like it. Uh-huh. Or I was bitten by a German Shepherd. That's a German Shepherd. Get that thing out of here. So uh-huh. I, I'd say just as long as you get a puppy that's not a real pushy dominant personality type. Right, right. If you get a but nice, not- mellow, sweet, whatever, little dog, I'm sure your Havanese yeah. would be happy. So she's not too old to have another, to introduce another. Okay. That's what I was worried about. No, I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Yeah. I'm just a crazy dog mom. Yeah, well, I'll join the club. (laughs) (laughs) We're all crazy here. (laughs) I know. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love your show. Okay. Well, thanks for calling. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. I think I successfully hung up that call. (laughs) I've, I've, one time I didn't hang up the call and, uh, I don't know what I was doing, but I started broadcasting that sound when, you know, the phone is off the hook and it was going beep, 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 beep. And it's like, I did that a long time ago. So I'm pretty good at hanging up calls now. Now let's see how good I am at taking calls. We've got Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah. um, Last call about the Husky. Yeah. Being left out. Yep. I don't know exactly how the law reads. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to. There's so many hours. I think that the law, and I'm not positive, you know, but uh, it, there recently was passed a law, and it has to do with your dog being out tied up. Right, right. Okay, so in a yard, I don't think it applies. I don't know. I well, I'm pretty sure, I, you know, again, I'm not law talk, not 100%, but the reason that I think it doesn't apply is, number one, I just recently read the amendment to this law, and it definitely said, talking about tie-out. And the other reason is because many years ago, um, I was working with some people who lived next to a neighbor who, um, I mean, it was a similar situation, but probably much worse. And the dogs were in a fenced area. And they were told the dogs are in a fenced area. And therefore, there's nothing we can do about it. Now, sometimes your ACOs will just you know, sorry, ACOs, but some ACOs are lazy and they don't want to, you know, I've known certain circumstances where animals, they are definitely being not cared for. And it's really hard to get people to do something about it. Um, But if this were, you know, if if it was just strictly a time frame thing, I don't think they would have said that. So, I'm pretty sure that it's uh, that it's not that. But in terms of shelter, there's probably something about shelter. And there's probably something – and some of the shelter things – because, again, this was like a law that was recently amended. Um, it was in the news, so I kind of looked it up. It was pretty specific about uh, what would constitute a reasonable shelter. And so that might be an issue. Uh, and then it also specified that you needed to give fresh water – 
I think it was twice a day. So, you know, if you're just putting water down, leaving it down all day long and not offering new water, that's actually written in the law. So, you know, again, not a lawyer here, but uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are perfectly legal uh, and not that nice. So I, no, I, think, I, I think you suggested, and I, was, I think you mentioned Jackson, too, if you think the dog's being abused, call yeah, yeah, and 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 unfortunately, they are um, constrained by what the law exactly. actually says. I know. I know. You know, so what you or I or Joanne might think is pretty horrible to treat an animal like that, and we all may be right, but it's if it's not against the law. No, I understand. There's so much they could do, like 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 a police officer. Yeah, but the thing too with a husky, they're based, they're. You know, all dogs are pack animals, even more so maybe the husky. Yeah. They work with teams. They put them in isolation like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, I mean, this. Uh, I predict, I, I could be wrong, but, you know, Joanne, if you're listening, call me back next year, <laughs> that this dog is going to get in a lot of mischief. It's going to be digging holes. It's going to be escaping. It's going to be creating problems. And it's... Mm, you know, the likelihood that it's just going to settle in and be okay with this, it could happen. But my guess is that this dog is going to find a way to entertain itself and get away, escape, create problems that they weren't, you know, they're obviously wanting low maintenance. And once the dog starts creating problems, it's no longer low maintenance. And then another issue, maybe, who knows? I don't know. But anyway. Exactly. It's a sad situation, but the law allows it. Could, yeah. You know, yeah. Change the law. So. Well, I think I see the clock ticking away. I'm, I got to be out of here in like, I don't know, 20 seconds. So right, <laughs> we got to wrap weekend. it up. Have a good weekend. Okay. You too. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Okay, so that's about all we have for today, and thanks for tuning in to Pet Talk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Hearts. <laughs>